Welcome to Episode 6 of the Moms That Lead podcast. I'm going to get right into it. We live in a precarious time where trust is under attack like never before. Should we believe the news? Trust the government? Trust Dr. A, who says that we should wear a mask? Or Dr. B, who says the pandemic is no big deal? Can we even trust ourselves anymore when our eyes are open to biases that maybe we didn't even know we had? The kicker is that all of this distrust is happening at the very same time that the ability to have trust in something might be needed most to help us wade through the anxiety caused by a global pandemic and social unrest over systemic racial injustice. Being able to trust in something or someone brings peace and security in times of crisis. Establishing trust with those you lead has always been important if you wanted your team to perform, but in uncertain times it becomes even more critical as a tool to support not just performance, but also mental and emotional health. So today, we're going to talk through two key ingredients to build trust with those whom you lead. So who is today's episode for and what can you expect? This episode is for moms who are in the grow phase of our leadership development path. Those of you who are grounded in your leadership purpose, but who are looking to hone your skills to become effective leaders in business or in life. By the end of today's episode, you will have practical tips for how you can build trust through the use of what I believe to be two of the most important ingredients. These tips will be applicable whether you're leading employees in your workplace, volunteers in your community, or the small humans who like to call you mom. Hey there, are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. I made this podcast just for you. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers and that leadership is not about position. But instead, just like John Quincy Adams said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever, and I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Okay, so again, welcome back. As I record this, I have to admit that I'm struggling a little bit. I recently fell into the deep black hole of reading news stories and social media posts and comments in an effort to get some clarity on the rising cases of COVID-19 in our state. And I got sucked in by the nastiness of hurtful words delivered from behind a keyboard. There's so much hurting and grieving going on in our world right now, and sometimes I think that social media does us a disservice by connecting us with that pain without truly connecting us with the people who are experiencing it. But I know that there is hope. We need to do the next right thing. You and I as leaders can create positive change even in the midst of multiple crises. And it starts by inspiring trust with those we lead. Trust not only creates a place of safety that eases anxiety, it helps people to take risks so that they can be their best selves. And we definitely need that right now. 
We're going to keep our conversation about trust fairly narrow and digestible today by focusing on the first two ingredients that I believe have the greatest impact. If you'd like to read a comprehensive book on trust and how to establish it in different situations, I highly recommend Stephen M. R. Covey's book, The Speed of Trust. Okay, so without further delay, the first key ingredient to building trust is integrity. Now, when I talk about integrity, I'm not using it as a synonym for honesty. Covey actually mentions three components of integrity, congruence, humility, and courage. For our purpose, we're going to keep it simple with one question. Do you do what you say you're going to do? So let's start with you, and then we'll work outward to your family and community. Do you keep the promises you make to yourself? The thing is, if you don't, not only will it affect your self-confidence, but if you don't trust yourself, it's pretty difficult for others to trust you. So you, at this stage, have grounded your leadership. You know what your values are, you have a vision for who you want to be as a leader, and have thought about the habits that will get you closer to that vision. So when I ask you about if you're keeping the promises that you make to yourself, think about how you've been doing with the habits you need to keep. I love James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, and I love the way that he puts it in that book, saying that each choice you make is either a vote for the person you want to become or a vote against. The good thing is that you only need a majority vote. We'll talk more about habits in another episode, but if you want to get a head start, I definitely suggest getting a copy of that book. Going back to Covey's book, the one section that sticks with me was from his section on integrity and self-trust. He talks about how during a really busy time in his career, he would continue to set his alarm clock to get up early in the morning to exercise, even though he had been up late working the night before. When the alarm went off in the morning, he would justify that he needed the sleep more than the exercise, and he would turn the alarm off and roll over. After a while, he realized that this action was hurting his confidence in himself, so he decided that instead of making the decision when the alarm went off, he would make the decision the night before. If he felt like he could get up in the morning, he would set the alarm, and when it went off, he would get up. On the other hand, if he felt like he needed more sleep, he wouldn't set the alarm for that early time. That simple change rebuilt his self-confidence. Have you had a similar experience? I know I have. I feel cruddy when I don't keep my commitments to myself. That's one reason that I'm working on moving away from to-do lists and toward focusing on my three big priorities for the day. It's also another reason that I like to have a training plan to follow and a race to work toward. Finally, it's the reason that I continually work toward speaking out about and living my values instead of worrying so much about what others think. I hope that those three actions will help me to have a stronger sense of trust in myself and further increase my self-confidence. Do you have some similar actions? So moving out from integrity with yourself, let's talk about your family next. Remember, our question is, do you do what you say you are going to do? Do you think that this has an impact on how effectively you can lead your kids? Yes, it definitely does. The best parenting advice I ever got was from my dad and he hammered it home by repeating it more times than I can remember. My dad, whose name was Bob, had many Bob-isms. His desired parking spot at church was a get-you-go spot, one that you could easily exit from the parking lot. We were allowed to stop on road trips at exits that were 
what he called easy on, easy off. And when it came to parenting, he said multiple times, Terry, it's all about consistency and follow through. And boy, was he right. My husband and I have tried to set rules that we know we can stick with and consequences that we know we will deliver. But there have been times, more than I'd like to admit, that I've bent the rules. I've said no and then changed my mind just to stop the whining. And boy, did I suffer for that later. Do you know what I mean? The next several times I said no, I heard triple the whining, since my no didn't mean no the last time. The consistency and follow-through, even though it's sometimes painful in the moment, gives the kids a sense of safety and helps them trust you as a leader. I guess my dad did know what he was talking about. Finally, let's talk about leading at work or in the community. Do you do what you say you're going to do? When you set a meeting for a certain time, are you there on time? When you assign projects and commit to time and resources, do you follow through? Or, if you can't, do you explain why you've changed the plan? At both work and in the community, people follow you because they believe in what's important to you. But that will only go so far. If you do what you say you're going to do, the trust that is built directly affects the culture of the team and improves performance. Okay, so the first key ingredient is integrity, or doing what you say you're going to do. The second factor that I'd argue is just important for building trust with those we lead is empathy. Why do I think empathy is important for building trust? Well, maybe we should start with talking about what empathy is. First of all, it's not sympathy. An attitude of sympathy is more like saying, Oh, poor you. Let me help you. Empathy is more about saying, I understand how you feel. Empathy is trying to actually get in someone else's shoes and trying to understand how they feel, and then trying to feel those emotions with them. Why is this important for building trust? As Brene Brown says, empathy fuels connection. In this time, we all long to feel heard and seen. We long for connection. Relationship building and understanding different perspectives is more important than ever in our uber-connected global economy. The more a leader can do that, whether at home, in business, or in the community, the more trust will be built and the more people will be eager and willing to follow. And yes, this includes our kids. Not only that, but a recent study by the Center for Creative Leadership with data from over 6,700 managers across 38 countries, shows that empathy actually improves performance. Although they didn't study the impact on trust, I'm willing to bet that the heightened trust is the reason for the improved performance. I mean, aren't you willing to trust someone who you think understands and cares about what's important to you and how you're feeling? So what are some practical ways that you can show empathy? The first is active listening. What does that mean? It means really three things. First, listening not just to the words that are said, but also to the meaning behind the words, and paying attention to people's body language. Second, to withhold judgment while listening. And I know that's a hard one. And finally, third, 
to clarify what you don't understand. Beyond active listening, the second way to show empathy is to be truly present with people when you're with them. I mean, do you trust someone scrolling through their phone while you're talking to them? Do you feel heard? How about with your kids? I'd argue empathy is the main reason for any success I've had as a leader. Not only did it help me understand how to motivate my team, but it also helped us to build cross-functional relationships so that our team could have maximum impact on our organization. You see, one of the teams I led was responsible for convincing leaders to use data to make decisions. Not everyone was receptive to this idea, as they felt they knew the work better than we did, and that their gut was a quicker and more reliable way to make decisions. I remember one leader that was particularly skeptical and resistant. But by getting to know his world, understanding his challenges and the emotions associated with different courses of action, we were able to deliver our work in a way that met his need for speed, but also provided him insights that he couldn't get without the data. Eventually, he became one of our biggest advocates because of the trust that we had created. Empathy is a critically important skill in today's economy, which is why I'm excited to talk more next week about how we can develop it in kids. So there you have it, the two ingredients necessary for building trust with those that you lead, integrity and empathy. My challenge for you this week is to pick one of the actions that we talked about and make a commitment to yourself to work on it. Do you need to focus more on following through on your promises to yourself or to others? How about practicing more active listening or being more present? Pick something small, stick to it, and share it with us on Instagram or Facebook. Remember, on Instagram, you can find us at We Are Moms That Lead and on Facebook at Moms That Lead. And if you'd like to dig in deeper to challenges that you have related to trust, schedule a free introductory leadership coaching session with me by going to momsthatlead.com forward slash connect. I'd love to talk to you. Thank you again for being part of the Moms That Lead movement. Until next time, lead with love.